Welcome to C3 Church Cabra. You're about to hear a message from Andrew Flaxman. Get ready to be inspired, live your best life. their Bibles to church? Uh, No one? Good. (laughs) Who's been reading their Bible this week? And uh, who, isn't it amazing, isn't it amazing that uh, you can have a really bad day, you have the worst week, the worst whatever, and uh, you go, ah, who knows that sometimes you go, oh, I just, you know, I'm not in the mood, I just, you know, I'd rather do something else. Isn't it when you just open your Bible, just opening your Bible, even just opening it and letting, just automatically you feel like, you know, God's already starting to speak to you. And, uh, you know, sometimes we can read chapters and chapters and chapters and chapters of the Bible, and that's great. And uh, who knows that sometimes it's like one line, and as you read it and read it and meditate, it's like you can see beyond the pages. Who's ever done, who's ever had that? It's like God starts to speak to you. And it only takes like a moment, and uh, it's like you can keep reading one line over and over and over, and God just speaks into your life. It's so powerful. And there's no book like it. I mean, you can read the dictionary, you can read the thesaurus, you can read all these other books, and uh, you can look at those words and it won't go, but you know that the Bible says that the, the Word of God is living and it's active, and it's such a, I mean... So many, so many things try and distract us the whole time from actually opening the Bible. Who knows that when you open your Bible, all of a sudden your phone rings or, or that someone knocks on your door or, you know, something happens or you go, oh, that's right, I've got to. Who's ever had that? I'm trying to, and then all of a sudden we get distracted and we're distracted because there's so much power in when we actually open the Bible. Even one word, one line, once it gets in there, it uh, can change so much. So I encourage you, church, if you have Bibles, read them. And uh, I like to do a, a yearly thing. Does anyone do that? And uh, I don't always do it, but um, I, I like to read the Bible. I just have like a, you know, sometimes you go, oh, I'm not inspired. I don't, know. I don't even know where to start. Who's ever like that? I don't even know where to start. And so I just go, bang, read that, and then read that. And you know when someone's read that and that, all of a sudden it goes into that, and it goes into that, and it goes into that. And it's just like a starting point. So I have a yearly Bible thing, and it's so easy. Honestly, it takes like 10 minutes, 15 minutes a day, not even a long time. So this morning, I, um, I'm just going to talk for a little bit, and uh, if that's okay. If you have your Bibles, come with me uh, to the book of Proverbs, uh, chapter 4, verse 23. Jono's on our, our audio, audio team today. Jono, don't blow it. Whatever you do, don't blow it. And if Pastor Phil or Julie ask how I spoke this morning... Just say, really good. It was really, really good. Amazing. All right. And uh, regardless, if just put that in your notes already. Uh, just Pastor Phil, Julie asked, how did Andrew go? Amazing. Phen- nailed it. Couldn't have been better. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23 says, Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. Do you know that when you read through the Bible, so much of Jesus' teaching and preaching was on issues of the heart. When you read through all the, uh, the Gospels, and I think they're studying the Gospels right now, Jill, in the Bible College on Wednesday, Thursday night. Thursday night. And it says here, uh, Matthew chapter 5, verse 8, it says, Blessed 
are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Jesus says in John chapter 12, are you with me, John? My peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Mark chapter 6, verse 52. I think Mark's probably my favorite gospel. Anyone ever read the book of Mark? It's really good. It's like a... um, I would nearly say, I think Pastor Chris Brown actually said that when I did Bible college like 100 years ago, it feels like, Pastor Chris Brown, I've remembered it, said that the book of Mark's like a, a, he's like a sports writer. You know, like other people like to read things. And who knows when you get to, whoever goes to a cafe and they get the newspaper, anyone? Who loves that? Just get it. And I just read it. And then I look at the, all the financial stuff and you go, eh, this guy's the CEO. You go, eh, yeah, okay. And then you go, oh, the roosters. Oh, wow. And then you go to the, anyone? And then you read the, anyway, they say the book of Mark, he's like a sports writer. If he was around today, he would have been a, a journo for, yeah. Anyway, it says, uh, they had not learned, Mark chapter six fifty two. they had not learned what they should have learned from the lows because their hearts were hard. <clears throat> this morning, talking about the heart, if you're with me. title of this message is, She's Got Issues. Anybody? Not looking at anybody. Not looking at anybody. She's got issues. Ever, ever been somewhere and seen somebody walking down the street towards you and thought, oh no, there's that person and crossed the road to avoid them? Anybody? Never? I've been in a conference with Evan with a conference with Evan, and we walked out of the conference, and there's a person coming towards us, and Evan goes, oh no, there's so-and-so, and literally <laughs> walks that way. <laughs> that is true. I was with Evan. He goes, oh no, there's so-and-so, and I'm like, oh yeah. And we, because there's some people that we know that have, you know, oh, there's Evan, oh no. There's like the prickly staff member in, in the office that we don't want to talk to, because they might, you know, there's like a, a bridesmaid at a, at a wedding. Why do bridesmaids at weddings always cry? I don't know. Every time I'm at a wedding, the bride, she's amazing, and the groom, and there's always a bridesmaid over there just in tears, always crying. What's, what's going on? And it's like, she's got issues. I don't know. And it says, it says here in Proverbs 23, above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Is that amazing? Above, the Bible says here, above all else, above all else, Guard your heart, your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Isn't that a powerful verse? She's got issues. Uh, it says here, to a she. Well, I can't say he because guys don't have issues. Guys are guys have got it. Guys got it. Guys don't have anything going. Guys, he's. I've never seen a groomsman at a wedding crying ever. I feel like maybe the groom, maybe the groom cries, but the. <laughs> Okay, I don't know. Issues. Maybe, anyway. To enjoy emotional stability in this life, we must work on and learn how to cultivate what we want on the inside of our hearts to consistently be renovating and upgrading the issues inside our hearts. Everything we do flows from the issues. Everything we do flows from out of our, out of our hearts uh, out of our hearts, the Bible says, spring the issues. They spring out. Who's ever uh, been driving 
And it might have been at church. I came to C3 Church. Target was a great service. The, the presence was amazing. And I drive out and someone, you know, nearly hits me. And all of a sudden, I, you know, it's this issue to spring. Where did, you know, where did that come from? Who's ever, you know, the, the Bible says the issues just spring out of our heart. When we least expect them, we don't, sometimes we don't even think they're in there. You know, and uh, those have been nearly sideswiped, and you go, whoa, you know, and it's, it's like these issues that we have. And sometimes when there's a, a pressure situation, the issues that we think may even be lying dormant or not even in there find a way to spring out. And we thought, where did, where did that reaction come from? Or where did that attitude come from? That's not me. Who's ever thought, why am I, you know, you get offended. You go, I don't get offended. Why am I offended? Where did that you know, uh, you know what, how come I'm, you know, or you get angry. I'm not an angry person. How come, you know, we've all had situations. I had one a little while ago and I was at the beach taking a photo and uh, somebody said, you know, I take photos and it's where I live and uh, something inside you says, huh? And you just sort of, you know, something just comes out. You can't tell me what I can't, you know, this anger. Where did, where did that come from? And sometimes we can find ourselves at the mercy of the wind. If it's a sunny day, then we're, we're happy. And if it's a rainy, gloomy day, then we're sad. It's like we could be up if the sun's up and we're down if the sun's down. It says, I wrote a little note. It says, when we suppress or hide our issues deep within our heart, we can become like the man who built his house on the sand. Matthew 7, 24. Our house may look great. Our house may look great. It may look good. Like we've got it all together. Hey, look at that guy. Wow, look at that person. Wow, look how look at their Bible. Wow, they go to a church. Wow. Our house may look great from the outside. However, at the first hint of pressure or wind, our house will come crashing down. Who's ever seen somebody like that? Man, that person's got it all together. Man, they are awesome. Man, look at that guy. Went to Hillsong on Wednesday and all these people are coming out. And they're going, wow, look at that guy. Look at that guy. Look at that guy. But who knows that... It says here, you know, Matthew 24, build a house on the sand. I have a point. Point one, if you're with me. Point one, we can only be as free as we are honest. Who likes that? I didn't write it. It's Pastor TD. TD TD Jakes. He said it. TD. And uh, just, yeah, TD. We can only be as free as we are honest. Point one. Is that good? Do you know, a little while ago, Jillian and I went to a um, <clears throat> baby dedication. We, we had the honor to dedicate a baby uh, to the Lord at a party. That was amazing. And uh, it's so much fun, actually. And we walked into this house, and uh, the house was this designer house. It was beautiful. And, uh, and, you know, it looked like everything was amazing. Wow, look at those candles. Who loves candles? Candles. And there was, you know, all these things around. And uh, they said, all right, Andrew and Jill, it's time to do the baby dedication. I said, okay, great. And we, they put us in this. I said, where do you want to do it? And I saw, and she puts me over there because there's like this big photo with all the things. And the, who's ever been to a baby dedication these days? It's like a work of art. It's like you can't just dedicate a, or a kid's party. You can't just go to a kid's party. It's like got to have lollies and weird stuff. And it takes the parents like 18 years to prepare for it. And it, they've got to get a bank loan because all the stuff goes there. And we walked in and said, wow, look at all this. And uh, there was two kids and uh, Christopher and Miles. And uh, we're dedicating the, the, the younger brother, Miles, to the Lord. He was, I don't know, baby. And uh, all the family was there. It was beautiful. 
and uh, we're dedicating, and, and sort of everyone's looking at us here, and, and you know, all there, and then we're dedicating this little boy, and uh, just looks like, you know when you're walking, you go, this feels like it's a peaceful house, or it looks like a peaceful house, but it's sort of telling me that it's maybe, maybe not, maybe it's, you know, maybe something else going on, I don't know, and uh, we, we, I remember praying for the baby and saying, oh, children are a gift from the Lord, and it's great, and as, we're, as I'm doing the dedication, I can see in the back corner of the, of the room, the eldest son, everyone's dressed up, he's got like this, huge, it's like a double-story house, and he's got this huge, like, designer Ming pot plant or something, and he's like struggling to get it up, and there's like a rail to like loft this pot plant over the, over the rail, and I'm there dedicating the baby, going, Lord, we just want to bless this little boy. And uh, what a great kid. Children, are, they're a gift from the Lord. And, you know, we've got to honor our parents. And, and I could see him, like, getting it closer. Going, anyway, the big things, the little things, it's going to be great. And, and I could see it. And everyone's looking at us. And, it's, and I tell you, you take a photo on Instagram, it's amazing. It looks like it's, like, the perfect family. And I say, look, anyway, then, you know, um, got to bless this and do that. And, and then all of a sudden I see the, the boy gets it to there. I say, look, we just want to bless him, dedicate him to the Lord right now. As soon as I say, in Jesus' name, and he does like, he sees he's this little guy just going like, like get it. Uh, uh. And then all of a sudden the dad sees it and he's here, he just yells, Christopher, no! And he just yells it out. And I say, in Jesus' name, amen. And there's this pot blank go over, smash. There's like, I don't know what happened. Dust came up, and uh, oh, and we just went, oh my goodness! The whole family just turned around and took off, and there's this this mom's having it cold in the baby, and we went, oh, we walked in there. This is a peaceful house, yet you know we can only point point one. We can only be as free as we are honest. You know, sometimes we're notorious for pretending we're one thing when we're actually the other. We love to pretend we're this, but we're actually that. Anybody? Point one, we can only be as free as we are honest. Point two, I've only got two points, you got to be honest. If you're not honest, you're only kidding yourself. When we're dis- dishonest with ourselves, when we're dishonest with ourselves, we become like the house built on the sand. When the storm does eventually come, we will be exposed, crash and burn. Anybody? Ouch! This is not God's design for us. Point one, you can only be as free as you're honest, TD. Point two, you've got to be honest. If you're not honest with yourself, with who with all the issues in there, what's going on, then you're only kidding yourself. 1 Samuel 16 verse 7 says, But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not consider his appearance or his height. Talking about Samuel anointing the brothers. Do not consider his appearance or his uh, King Saul. Do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Is that amazing? People look at the outward appearance. Could look great on the outside. My house that's built on the sand looks great from the outside. Wow, you got those big windows? Yeah, I got those big windows. Wow, you got that big? Oh, yeah, I got that from, you know. Looks great from the outside. My house that's built on the sand looks phenomenal. Wow, you got the double, triple garage? Yeah, yeah, triple garage. Yeah, it's a real good one. You know, big TV? Yeah, huge TV. Yeah, but as soon as the storm comes or the pressure comes or, or something comes at the house, it cracks and 
falls over. Not what God has designed for us. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 27, verse 19, as water reflects the face, so one's life reflects the heart. You know, you can tell who somebody is by their life. Says Francis of Assisi famously once said, preach the gospel at all times when necessary, use words. And I was reading this week and uh, talking about uh, Noah. Noah, anyone named Noah? So cool. He uh, talks about in 2 Peter, it says that Noah was a preacher of righteousness. And uh, Noah, a preacher of righteousness. And who knows that Noah isn't recorded with any messages or preachers or anything like that. Didn't go from conference to conference to conference. Coming up on Monday, Tuesday, we've got Noah from the ark. You know, Noah... Noah, it says here in the Bible that Noah is a preacher of righteousness, yet Noah didn't stand on one stage in his entire life, but yet his life, who he was, screamed how great God was. His life screamed God's protection and favor. He didn't have to go around pretending he was something else when he was something when he wasn't. You know, he didn't have to go around and say, oh, I'm, here I am, I'm Noah, I'm God's man. And, you know, he, he just was who he was. Does that make sense? Is that good English? He just was who he was. It is? Great. He just was who he was. You know, the world around us isn't looking at what we say on our social media pages. You know, we're not, we're not looking, we're, you know, whose Instagram and Facebook accounts. My brother put up a photo a little while ago and, uh, of a surfer lying on his back and just photoshopped in heaps of dolphins and, uh, and got so many people going, wow, what an amazing photo. And he sent me a text saying, it's fake. It's not real. Who knows that Instagram's not real? Anybody? I don't mean to break anyone's bubbles, but it's not real. InstaLife, anybody? I said, oh, it's great. It's hashtag InstaLife. It's not real. You know, what would our, what the world around us is not looking at our social media page, but rather, what does our life say? What would our neighbors say? Oh, that guy's a so and so. He parks his car over my driveway. He reverses into my bins. What would our boss say? He never, you know, he's too lazy, he's never here, he, he always steals or whatever. What will my friend say? Oh, he just says, I'm a, every time I leave, he talks about somebody else and he rips them off. When I go there, he talks about that person, he rips that person off. What would our family say? Question, last question. It says, what is in my heart? Question, what is in my heart? King David prayed, Creating me a clean heart, oh God. Isn't that amazing? Creating me a clean heart. We are not our urges. We are not our struggles. We are not our temptations. I'm not the mistakes of my past. I am who and what God says I am. Anybody? How good is that? It says here in Proverbs chapter 23, verse 19, Listen, my son, and be wise. It says, set your heart on the right path. That means I can set it on the wrong path. Set your heart on the right path. Like that. Psalm 9 verse 1. I will praise you. Love that. O Lord, with my whole heart. Isn't it great that when we can stand in church and have amazing worship, which we had this morning, is that such a freedom in being able to praise God with my whole heart? I'm not hiding this. I'll just, you know, I'll praise you, but oh, don't worry about it. You know, that, that thing I've got to, it's such freedom when you can just say, God, 
I'm just going to praise you with everything I am. I'm not hiding this. I haven't got that little section here that I'm, I don't want you to see. You know, uh, my whole heart is that, you know, and it says, you know what happens when, when we praise the Lord with our whole heart, you can't help but tell other people that, God, you are good. You know, um, wow. We, uh, nearly, yeah, it says here, Psalm 37, uh, verse 4, Delight yourself also in the Lord. He shall give you the desires of your heart. Isn't it amazing that God is so for us that he actually puts desires in there that actually we want? You know, that all the desires in our hearts, people are like, oh, they're evil and that. You know, that God's, the things that, I've had so many times in our, we built a house a little while ago, uh, five years ago, and, uh, you know, you have these things in your heart that you think that you want, but one day you'll never get, and then all of a sudden you realize that you got it. Anyone done that? It's like, wow, I really want, we had, when we were building a house, we really wanted, um, we walked into a, we were young, and we walked into a, a nursery or somewhere, or something like that, and we wanted sandstone paths, and uh, we went into some guy's office, we want to build a house, we want sandstone this and that, it's going to be amazing. And he drew us a diagram and said, well, you probably never get it because, you know, you're, you know, just, you know. And I uh, thought, oh, okay. And we walked out and went, oh, well, we're never going to get it. He said, it's too expensive and you won't find a guy and blah, blah, blah. And you think, oh, okay. And then, uh, you know, it's that, uh, you know, well, yeah, it's fine. And all of a sudden, we built a house, we got a guy to do the landscaping for us and build the exact same sandstone path. We didn't even know. We didn't even know. He said, I'm going to do this. He said, you, just, you do it. And I got the exact same. I remember looking at it and said, God, you've given me the desires of my heart. This guy said, no. And I said, fine, God, but I just, you know. And all of a sudden, God gave us what we wanted down the track and didn't even realize. Isn't it great? Last thing here. It says um, in the book of Ephesians, the Bible says, for we're his workmanship, created in, Jesus, in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Uh, God has a work for us to do and a community to reach. How about we just invite the band for one moment, if we can do that. At, uh, we'll do that. But God has a community for us to reach. And it says here, and I like this verse, it says, I'll praise you all of my whole heart. I will tell of your marvelous works. That uh, when... When God gets on the inside of you and you see other people that are great people, like Evan said earlier, they, they, they just sometimes I couldn't do it without God. I don't know how people deal with their issues. I don't know how people get their issues out without having to pray. And what we notice is when you read through the book of Psalms, that King David, every time he prays, starts with this whole list of issues. Ah, oh, this and that guy and this. But at the end, he's praising God. And he's saying, God, you've turned all things around. And now I'm, you know, he's like he's... he's He's turned into a praise. All these problems turned into a praise. God, you're going to defeat this enemy. And he's looking down on his problems. I don't know. I don't know how people can do life without being offload all their issues to the Lord. I don't know how people do it. That's such a great thing to be able to sit down and say, God, I'm really struggling. This is hurting me. This is, I don't know why I'm reacting like this. I don't know what's going on, but God, I'm going to give it to you. It's like a freedom takes over. It's like I rise. Is everyone, it's like a, all of a sudden I just, it feels like the weight's been let go, like a hot air balloon that rises. All my issues trying to hold me down. My issues going, you can't, you know, and I just let them go. And all of a sudden something happens, I just rise on the inside. And then like these Psalms, you end up looking down at the problems, down at the issues from like a God perspective. 
then all of a sudden these issues don't seem so bad. It's like, well, I've already, and then King David says, well, you've already taken, defeated my enemies. You defeated this person. I can see you doing this. God, you're great. God, it starts with a problem, but it ends with a, a praise as we offload our issues to the Lord. How about we just stand as we close and uh, Lord, we thank you that uh, God, you are the God that, um, <coughs> Lord, you are, you are a God that, uh, Lord, is always looking to uh, upgrade our life. Lord, for us to be who we are, who we say that we are. Lord, the issues inside that so easily strangle, so easily uh, hinder what we have called to do. God, I thank you this morning, Lord, that uh, this is one moment. Lord, that, uh, Lord, we can just release those issues to you. Lord, we can just release those things that we're worried about, the issues of our hearts. Lord, I pray right now in this one time, as we before we move on, Lord, that we can just let them go. Lord, we can just that problem, that bill, that that concern at work, that family concern. The Bible says that you got you got a far above all things. God, you're far above all all, all things. Lord, that as we come to you, Lord, you make a way. And Lord, right now, you've called us to be free. We can only be as free as we are honest. Point one, point two, we've got to be honest. Lord, these issues that I have, Lord, I give them to you. Lord, we release them to you. Lord, we, we, we cut ourselves from the baggage and all the, all the things that are holding us back. And Lord, we give them to you. listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3telgra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon.